on episode 574 of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we discuss whether your feelings are getting in the way of your weight loss. You can find the full show notes for this episode at 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash 574. Have you decided you're ready to make a change to reclaim your health and fitness? The 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is here for you. Each week, we dive deep into health and fitness topics that affect those of us over 40. I'm Coach Allen. I'm an NASM certified personal trainer with specializations in corrective exercise, behavior change, performance enhancement, and fitness nutrition. A precision nutrition level one coach, a FAI certified functional aging specialist, and an OTA level two online trainer. Each week, I'm joined by our co-host, Coach Rachel. She is an NASM certified personal trainer and a RRCA level one run coach. Let us be your coaches as you find your way on your health and fitness journey. All right, let's go. Do you get a little overwhelmed by all the fitness information, tactics, and jargon? Do you wonder if the things you see on social media are fads and fiction? Are you having a hard time knowing how to start and what to do? I know how it is. I used to be just like you. Lost and learning the hard way that what I did back in my 20s and 30s was not going to get me there now. I needed clarity and an understanding of what to do, when to do it, and most importantly, how to do it. How about you? I'm planning a week-long program to cover all of this the 40 plus fitness retreat. It runs from May 29th to June 2nd, 2023. And best of all, I'm hosting it in Bocas del Toro, Panama. During the 40 plus fitness retreat, you'll develop a training strategy and a program to help you take your fitness to the next level. Whether you're a beginner trying to figure all of this out or a seasoned athlete looking to up your performance, I'll walk you step-by-step through a process that will give you your what, when, and how. There will be limited spots available, so I need you to do two things right now. Go to 40plusfitness.com forward slash retreat and join the interest list. Invites will go out to this list first, and if they take up all the spots, you'll miss your chance to join us. Second, mark your calendar, because the trip from the U.S. or Canada typically takes two days each way. And there will be special things going on the weekend before and after the retreat that you don't want to miss. Go to 40plusfitness.com forward slash retreat and join the interest list today. I'm looking forward to hosting you in beautiful Bocas del Toro for the 40 Plus Fitness Retreat, May 29th through June 2nd. 40plusfitness.com forward slash retreat. Hey, Ras. Hey, Alan. How are you today? I'm doing all right. Uh, Getting a little bit of a cold, but you know. Is what it is. <laughs> mm. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It is the season. <laughs> I guess so. It's it's just weird because, uh, you know, I've had my head down doing stuff and really haven't interacted with a ton of people. So I'm not really sure where mm-hmm. this one came from, but um, I got a cold. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Well, hopefully you'll feel better soon. Yeah. Yeah. So the only other thing that's going on for me is I, I was recently a guest on the Health Fix podcast with Dr. Cool. Uh, Janine Krauss. You can nice. listen to that if you want to. I've got a link to it. You can go to 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash HFP. It's being pop. 
So it's Health Fix Podcast, HFP. So 40 Plus Fitness Podcast forward slash HFP. That'll take you to that podcast. It's actually a really good one. I like Dr. Krause and her, her cool. approach to things. And so, yeah, I really like that. It's kind of my goal as I go into this new year is I, I want to be on a few more podcasts, just kind of spread the word, get out there. And so that was cool. It's interesting, always interesting to be on the other side of the mic. Oh, absolutely. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. How are things up there? Good. Still cold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, until about April. (laughs) Yeah, I know. A few more months of winter. (laughs) But yeah, things are good. Just drawing out some races for the year, trying to decide where I want to be and when I want to be there. So still working on my resolutions for the year. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've I've been working on my Spanish. That was kind of one of the big ones I wanted to do. And then I am trying to cut some weight. So I'm working my way back into ketosis and um, Mm going to try to cut some weight. I'm actually right now at the lightest weight I've weighed in over 20 years. Wow. Yeah. So I'm I'm down to my mid thirties weights. And so, yeah, I'm going to get a little bit lighter than this, but It's just, yeah, I've realized I'm not carrying the 205 quite the way I did before. So, you know, get down to the Mm -hmm. 205 and it'll be like, I don't look like I did when I weighed 205 10 years ago. So I got to (laughs) try to find that new, that new set point for me where I feel like I've got the energy and look the way I want to look and feel the way I want to feel and can do the things I want to do. Sure. Well, that's important (laughs) to feel good and to do the things you want to do. That's the important part. Yeah, but these aren't sure. really, I wouldn't really call these resolutions. These are just, uh, mm-hmm. they're goals. And I set them very mm-hmm. specifically on how I'm going to, what actions I need to do to make that happen. And not just, I want this. It's like, okay, I'm right mm-hmm. now I'm after a certain body look and not from a necessarily a vanity perspective. It's just energy mm-hmm. and what I'm carrying around. And if you're carrying around a little bit extra body fat, then you try to get rid of it if you want, want to get rid of it. That's Part of what sure. we're going to talk about today is getting rid of some of that yeah. uh, unwanted body fat. So you ready to jump into that? Awesome. Sure. Are your feelings blocking you from losing weight? Special note on this episode, this is not intended for people that are suffering with eating disorders, disease, or any other health condition. If you're dealing with one or more of those, I'd strongly recommend that you get medical help. This podcast is for information purposes only. But I did want to share this because I do think it's really important. And with that, I am going to put forward a little content warning here. Bear with me as I read this. This is not one of my regular feel-good episodes. If this is your first time listening to the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, I'd strongly encourage you to listen to some of the others first just to get to know me. Then this episode will make a lot more sense. I don't intend to be mean or condescending, but in most cases, We are our own primary obstacle. This episode is my version of tough love, if you will. If you have small children around while you're listening, there might be a few choice words that you don't want them to hear. So take that into account. All right, with that, let's dive in. I'm going to start off with a basic principle here. Weight loss is a struggle. Weight loss is hard. If weight loss were easy, We wouldn't have the issues we have right now with rampant obesity and being overweight. And there's a lot of things going on in the world right now that, quite frankly, just have me really alarmed at the state of all this. And so I want to share some of that today. But before we jump into all that, I want to share a couple of statistics. Okay, so there was a a 2017 survey of 2,000 Americans. And what they found was that the top three failed New Year's resolutions 
were diet or eating health. That was uh, 54%. Exercise more was 44%. And lose weight was 41%. They could choose more than one. So the total is going to add up to more to 100%. But you kind of get the idea. For many, many Americans out there, getting healthy, taking care of yourself, getting more fit, those are top of mind, particularly as we go into the new year. Uh, as you're listening to this, we're nearly done with January. And so this next study is really kind of <laughs> it kind of hit home. Also, this survey was also done in 2017, and it was 1,129 American adults. They found that only 9.2% of those resolvers successfully achieved their resolution the year before, and that over 42% fail on their resolutions every year. So you start looking at that and realizing that, okay, most people are going to fail their resolutions and 42% of them fail them every single year. That's almost half. 23% of resolvers fail out the first week. Actually, 13% of them never even started. And 42% fail by the end of the first month, which, as I mentioned, was right about now. So if you're already struggling or have quit your New Year's resolution to lose weight, guess what? You're statistically average. You're in the majority of people that do have health and fitness resolutions, and you're in the majority of people that fail at those resolutions within the first month. So just recognize that that's the state of the world. We all want to change in January, but sticking with it is hard. And it's because we've got a lot of headwind, okay? We have this one headwind, and I'm going to jump into this, and I'm, like I said, I'm probably going to upset a lot of people, but political correctness is not good for your health. I'm just going to put that out there, okay? So let me tell you a story. I was on Twitter and this doctor posted that they had had a consult with their client, a patient. The patient came into their office and they were morbidly obese. And the doctor made one statement, you need to lose weight. Now, this person was on meds. They had all kinds of health problems going on, you know, and this has been going on for a while. The doctors are telling us, you need to lose weight. Now, guess what happened? The client or customer, sorry, the patient, <laughs> stormed out of the office of this doctor and reported him. They reported him for recommending that they lose weight. So he was in trouble with the hospital and potentially the medical board for offending this patient. Now, this cultural war on weight loss has been going on for about 10 to 15 years, at least as far as I've been paying attention. I've seen it getting worse and worse. You see the ads, okay? They show someone who's morbidly obese doing something relatively athletic, looking generally healthy and energetic. And that's okay. That's cool. They're doing, some, you know, they're, sometimes they're doing yoga moves and things I couldn't physically do, but that doesn't mean they're healthy. So what's happening here is there's this cultural push to normalize the condition of obesity to fight fat shaming. And they're doing it wrong, okay? Accepting a person, accepting just a general person has nothing to do with their physical condition. Telling someone that they need to lose weight, as the doctor did in his office, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not fat shaming. That's just reality of health and fitness. This individual is going to suffer more and more if they don't accept responsibility for where they are, which leads me to ask you the question, are you accepting responsibility for where you are? If you want to lose weight, you have to accept responsibility for it. 
You can't ask others to accept you as you are if they know you're unhealthy, if they want to help you, if they're trying to do the right thing by encouraging you to change. It's not fat shaming. It's just quite frankly, them being responsible and caring about you. What you don't want is people just ignoring you, not paying attention to you, not caring about you. So this political correctness thing's got to go away. Let me tell you a little bit about this because I think a lot of people think that, oh, no, no, it's fine. You can, you can be healthy and have extra body fat. Well, let me tell you what the science says. In the British Medical Journal, the title of this article was BMI and All-Cause Mortality, Systemic Review of Nonlinear Dose-Response Meta-Analysis of 230 Cohort Studies with 3.74 million deaths among 30 0.3 million participants. This happened in 2015. So basically, they went back and looked at all these different studies and they said, okay, is being obese problematic for lifespan? Okay, it was a question. Now, the cool thing about this particular cohort study was that they used the data that was available to correct for smoking and for other diseases that they may have had beforehand because someone can be completely healthy, I mean, completely good with the BMI but they only because they lost all the weight because they had cancer. So they corrected for some of these confounders. And then what they found was absolutely, if you're obese, you are shortening your life. Your all-cause mortality goes up with age. It goes up with obesity. So you're shortening your life. You're shortening your health span. It just is what it is. So political correctness is the enemy of a healthy weight. I'm just going to put that out there again. I want you to pay attention to that. We can't right-size this and say we're going to accept it because that's what the culture wants us to do so we can be nice to people. You know, we're past that. If people want to be healthy, if they want to lose weight, they need to lose weight. I've even seen where they shamed people for wanting to lose weight. They're like, that's wrong to want to lose weight because you're telling all the people who are overweight that they should too. That's not what they're saying. It's the fat shaming reversed. It's basically trying to get people to accept it as a reality which it is reality, but get people to say it's healthy. Get people to accept it and say, no, you can just stay this way and it's okay. And quite frankly, if you really care about yourself, about others, it's not actually okay. We need to do something. We need to get to health. We need to work on that. Okay, so I want to talk next about body image because many of us you know, have developed these body images and it's easy to see why that would happen. There's the magazine articles, you know, you see the the swealth model and, and the skinny this and the skinny that. And that's what they're showcasing. You know, they're showcasing the athletes. They're showcasing the others. And those are unrealistic for the vast majority of us. What we should be striving for is not to have the body of a supermodel or a professional athlete, but to have the body and have the health markers and have the health that we need, which means yeah, we're probably going to carry a lot more body fat in a relative sense than an athlete or a supermodel, but we're going to stay in a healthy range. So we want to get our body fat in a healthy range. And so a lot of this body image, we have this propensity to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, I don't look like the supermodel. I don't look like the athlete. And that can become very discouraging when you're trying to lose weight, when you're trying to get healthy. Having that negative body image is not helping you. So it's time to push that away. It's, it's time to say, okay, forget what I look like right now. I know what I'm going to look like when I get this done. That's the right mindset. The right mindset is not where you're starting from. 
it's where you're going to end. And while your distance between those, the delta of that might be bigger than some, it's also smaller than others. So just realize you have your battle, fight your battle, make your change, cover your delta. And that's what you want to do. You want to focus and just keep closing that delta to get where you want to be. And that's what you have to do. The next thing that I see out there is this all or nothing kind of mindset. And it comes in a lot of different ways. You know, there's this, oh, well, you, you know, you just have to do the calories in, calories out. And if you just do that, you'd be fine. You're overeating, you cow. And again, that's permeates out there. This is the way to do it. This is how I did it. So it has to work for you. This is math. This is physics. And the reality of it is, no, there's other things in there. So there is no all or nothing. There is no right or wrong. There's just what's going to work for you. Now, you might be an all or nothing type person where going on a diet is restrictive and needs to be restrictive. You know, a perfect example, I am not a have a beer with a friend kind of person. I'm a have beers with a friend kind of person. So if we're going out for beer, it's beer plural. Okay, I'm going to have a lot of beer probably. That's just the way I'm wired once I start. Okay, I do some of the same things with food. You get me to eating a food that's not good for me. It becomes a lot more difficult for me to turn that off and move on unless I completely turn it off. I don't do moderation. So understanding yourself and understanding that there's not just one right way, there's the right way for you is really, really important. And so the advice that people like to throw out there, it could work or it might not. Only way you'll know is to try it and to know yourself well enough to say, yes, I know this will work for me. If someone just told me to eat smaller portions of the food that I already eat when I got fat that way, won't work for me. I'm not going to sit there and get one third or one quarter or one eighth of a serving of what I would normally have had for mashed potatoes and gravy. I'm just not going to do that. That's not how I'm wired. So knowing how you're wired, understanding that none of this advice is right and none of it is wrong. All diets succeed and all diets fail. And we just have to find the right way to eat that works for us long term and we can get there. Probably one of the areas where most people struggle the most with food is emotional eating and mindless eating. Okay, so there's a component of the brain that basically rewards us when we do things it likes. So eating sugar creates a dopamine response in the brain. The brain loves dopamine, just loves, loves, loves it and says, hey, that sugar was some pretty cool stuff. Could you get me some more of that? You've probably seen the meme of the the episode where uh, Chappelle has done some cocaine or something and he's asking for more of it. He's got that needy look on his face and even a little bit of the drug on his upper lip. You got any more of that? That's what our brain's doing. It's literally like drugs. And so if you're doing emotional or mindless eating, you know, those calories count. <laughs> they do. And if you're doing it all the time, weight loss is not going to happen. You have to be mindful of what you put in your mouth. You, you just do. You can get away with an occasional, okay, I'm going to go have some popcorn while I'm watching a movie and I probably won't be mindful of the popcorn, but you get the idea. If this is a regular thing, if mindless eating and emotional eating is a regular thing, you got to solve that problem because if you don't, weight loss is just not going to happen. The next one thing I want to talk about is called self-talk or the voice in your head. Now, I've told people the story several times, I'll, I'll kind of say it again, was when I finally kind of woke up to the fact that I was killing myself with food and alcohol, I called myself the fat bastard. 
And it's really because it defined everything about me. It defined that I was fat. Yes, fat. I was fat. And it defined that I was not very nice to myself and I was not very nice to others. And those were traits that I was not very happy with. But that's what my inner voice was telling me I was. And I was accepting that who I was. So much like the negative body image thing, I had a negative overall image of myself. Everything was wrong. Only thing I felt like I had any control over whatsoever was my employment, my career. I was really good at that, but I seemed to suck at just about everything else. And what I understood, came to understand was as long as I let that self-talk happen, as long as I let the fat bastard live, I'm never going to be who I deserve to be. I'm never going to lose the weight because the fat bastard is going to take me down. Eventually, that negative self-talk, that voice in my head is eventually going to wear me down and I'm going to break. And so a big part of my transformation was the mindset work necessary to push through and away from that self-talk to literally name it the fat bastard. And then to sit down and say, okay, I got to move away from him. I've got to figure out a way to stop him from killing me. And it took years. It took years for me to figure out ways to do that, to build the tool set necessary to make that happen. But I had to, and I did. And, and I want you to, too. So if you find yourself talking yourself out of things, so, you know, this happens a lot, like if we slip up. So you have a bad day or a bad, you know, something happens at work and you get home. And you're like, you yell at the kids and or the grandkids, you're just yelling at the, you're kicking the dog. I don't know, just you're upset, you're tired, you're cranky, you're, you're stressed. And then you find yourself emotionally eating. And then you find yourself the next morning, like really just angry at yourself now for what you just did to yourself last night. And since you screwed up your diet and it's Friday, you may as well just blow it out the weekend, right? No, again, that's your self-talk. That's that voice in your head sabotaging you. You need to say, no, I can go through a weekend eating well. I can go through a weekend just fine. I screwed up last night. I forgive myself. I'm not going to do it anymore. I move on. You've got to work yourself past that. So just recognize that we are and can be our own worst enemy. We've got to deal with that enemy head on. Okay. The next area that I want to get into is lack of support. So many of us, we try to do this on our own, but we've got so much going on in our lives. And really, we don't have a support system. We don't have people around us that really care or they don't seem to care. You know, if you have teenage kids or kids in the house, well, there's always going to be snack food available. Kids are just not naturally wired to want to eat healthy unless they were brought up that way. So if we brought up our kids on snack foods, there's always going to want snack foods and they're always going to want them in the house available. And so you're probably going to have them rather than have them go nuts around you. So you're going to have these snacks in the house. You're going to have this and that. When it comes to dinner, you know, your family might not want to eat the way you're eating. And so you're going to kind of feel this total lack of support. And maybe none of your friends are really interested in weight loss. They talk about it. Hey, let's do a re resolution. We'll all hold each other accountable. And then by the second week, you're like, hey, guys, how's everybody doing? Well, I'm, I'm done. You know, <laughs> I didn't even start the first day. I had a candy bar when I woke up that morning. So you kind of feel like your whole support system's just gone. And the reality of it is you just chose the wrong support. And or you may not have even asked for support. Have you even sat down and asked your significant other or your kids to help you with your weight loss? Have you told them what your plan is and why you're doing this? 
because more than likely they're part of your why. And if you sit down and take the time to do that, you can build that support. You can get your family to pay attention to what they're doing. And it's a fairly simple thing for me. Please don't leave your snack food out. Put it back in the pantry so I don't see it. That will help me a lot. It's a simple thing. You coach them, you get them to do it, they start doing it. When you get a support team around you, you support the heck out of them and you don't let them quit. You hold them accountable. It's like, no, you know, Betty, we said we were doing this. We're doing this. You get back on the wagon right now. We're on this. You know, just because you had one candy bar, you're not done. You're not done. Get past yourself. Let's get this going. So build the support because the lack of support is not their fault. It's yours. Okay. You got to build the support. You got to find the support. And if you can't get the support locally, so your family's just not going to do it and you don't have the way to push or make that happen, and your friends are just really not going to get into it and none of them are going to try to do the things you're doing, then reach out, find the support, find groups. We have a Facebook group, 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash group. Wonderful group of people there, all trying to take care of themselves. We're all at different points in our journey. They're there. There's people out there to support you. There are other Facebook groups that have different flavors and different things they're doing. Some people post pictures of themselves because they find that very motivating to see others succeeding. That's not us. We're basically there to support you from an emotional perspective, from a you know basic support of, I'm here for you. If you're struggling, I understand. I struggle too. Here's what I'm trying to do. Here's what my year is going to be like. This is what I'm going to do. This is the challenge for the week. And we work with each other. We try to help each other. We hold each other somewhat accountable. So if you're looking for support, there's a group. If you're looking for deeper support, well, you have a coach right here. Rachel and I are on this show. We're here willing to help you, to support you. So if you have a lack of support, it's only because you haven't reached out. It's only because you haven't tried hard enough to have the support. And then the final bit of this, let me go over and over. And I'm hopeful if you're still listening to this, Some of this has resonated with you. I'm sure it has. Most of the things that are going on here were battles I had to fight myself. Okay. You know, is it okay for me to be 20, 30, 40 pounds overweight? And I'm like, well, as long as I'm okay and healthy. Yeah. But then I wasn't. And so, you know, and I had the negative body image. I had the all or nothing stuff. I had the emotional mindless eating, the self-talk and no support, bad relationships and toxic things in my life. And so, I was in that spot. And the way I got past it was to know myself. And so know thyself. I'm going to read a quote. This is by Sun Tzu, who wrote The Art of War. You may have heard about this. I love this book. I read it every once in a while. It's just a very interesting read. And so in this quote, it says, if you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. If you know yourself, but not the enemy, for every victory gained, you will also suffer a defeat. If you know neither the enemy nor yourself, you will succumb in every battle. And here's what I know. We are the enemy. We are ourselves and we are the enemy. There is no one else out there forcing you to eat. There's no one else out there making you fat. We did that to ourselves. We are the enemy. So if you don't know yourself and you don't know the enemy, you will lose the battle. You've got to take the time to figure that out. So what I would encourage you to do is if you haven't already, go take the health blocker quiz. It's a really good way for you to start getting some insights into the way that you think and the way that you work. 
And if you can set things up based on what your needs are, based on who you are, knowing thyself, it's going to go a long way. You can go to 40plusfitness.com forward slash quiz. Again, that's 40plusfitness.com forward slash quiz. And you can get to know more about yourself. And that's going to help you with a lot of this stuff, okay? Um, I'm going to throw out some terms that won't mean a lot to you if you haven't taken the quiz. But windshields suffer with negative body image all the time. Windshields do. People who are co-pilots, the support is huge. If you don't have the support, you're just not going to get there. You need the support and you need to not be the caretaker of everybody else before you take care of yourself. That's what happens with a co-pilot. If you're an Atlas, you're probably more of an all or none thing. And you know that if you have something big in front of you, you can turn off the bad and focus on the good to get that thing done. If you're more of like maybe a tires or a pedals type person, then the self-talk and the emotional and mindless eating are probably going to be things that really eat at you because if you can't get the traction as a tires, or if you're not quite sure about what you're doing and you find yourself stopping and starting and stopping and starting, it's really hard because you just can't keep your foot on the gas. And so just recognize I threw out a lot of things there. If you haven't taken the quiz, that might not make as much sense to you. But I think what you can see is if you take the quiz, you're going to know a lot more about yourself and then you'll have the tools you need to win these battles because each and every one of these battles is really, really important for weight loss. And so the way we feel about the world, about ourselves, about weight loss, all impact our ability to be successful. So I want you to start working on the mindset part of this. This is not a tactic and strategy type problem. Weight loss is a mindset problem. And if you don't solve that, you're not going to stick to the tactics. You're not going to stick to the strategies and you're not going to get it done. So work on your mindset and lose that weight. Welcome back, Raz. Hey, Ellen. My goodness, you unloaded a lot of things in that discussion. I don't even know where to start, except for one of the things you said right off the bat is weight loss is a, a hard struggle. It's a long process. It's a hard process. And it's absolutely a struggle. Yeah, I guess where I kind of got into all this was back in the 80s and the 90s and early 2000s, there was, there was a lot of press, if you will. I'm not going to say like, not, not like media press, but just people pushing on the idea that the ideal of what we were seeing in magazines and things in TV and movies was not real, was not what was attainable by mere mortals, by normal people, if you will. And you and so, mean super thin models yeah, and yeah. athletes. So, yeah. yeah, so you'd super see thin. someone, yeah, you'd see someone at 4% body fat and they're mm -hmm. running around, you know, on covers and, you know, magazines and things like that. And they're like, well, that's not normal. That's not healthy. And that's not, mm -hmm. uh, that's not ideal when you are trying to live your life and you're not able to, you know, do the things they do, which is absolutely true. But mm -hmm. I kind of feel like the pendulum has swung so far from there mm -hmm. that now they're quite literally saying, you know, if you're not obese, there's something wrong with you. Well, that's an interesting conundrum right there. Well, you know, it's out there. I'm seeing it almost now every day. I see some kind of mm -hmm. rant about people wanting to lose weight and how they're terrible people for wanting that. Just even wanting to oh. lose weight makes you a bad person. 
And they use the standard words that they use for bad people, you know? Mm. And so it's just kind of one of those things where if you let the press drive the way you feel about this stuff, then Mm -hmm. you accept victimhood. Mm -hmm. And a victim cannot be the hero. That's true. So, you know, if we look at, if like, just even like the normal story. So let's, we go back to the basics of a story. Okay. And the story is that there's a dragon and the village sacrifices a virgin every year at this moon, full moon to the dragon. Uh, you know, it's King Kong in another story, but whatever, um, <laughs> and mm-hmm. whatever monster you want to have out there. And so the premise was that we've got to sacrifice this virgin so that he doesn't burn the whole city, you know, the whole town. Mm -hmm. And then it happens that the virgin is going to be burned. This boy happens to be in love with her. And so now he's going to fight the dragon. And, you know, everybody else is just status quo. It's like, well, you know, it's a virgin. So, so what? You know, they want to be victims. They're all, they're all victims. They're afraid of the dragon. And this appeases the dragon. And... So if you've got all this social media and all this other stuff telling you that you're wrong for wanting what you want Mm. and you give up, then you've chosen the victimhood. Right. Or you can choose to be the hero in your own story and you Mm. can slay your dragon. And so I didn't mean this so much to be a negative thing other than it's just so frustrating to be inundated with it Mm -hmm. because, you know, I don't even think I'm necessarily the target for what they're after because, again, I I don't care how skinny a supermodel is. I'm not going to look like her, Um, you know? (laughs) Right. That's right. Uh, You know, and granted, yeah, I look at professional athletes and I'm like, okay, well, the dude does this all day, every day, can hire a chef, can hire a trainer, can hire, and basically this is all they do. And it's like, I could quit my job and hire a chef and hire a trainer. I could look oh pretty gosh. darn good myself, but <laughs> and be broke. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to be independently wealthy or something, or you know, get paid for it, which they do, and that's kind of the whole principle. You know, you see an actor, and basically they've got enough money involved in this movie and all that. There's a budget for getting the hero to look a certain way, and the trainers and everything that's going into that. And so these guys go in and they train like maniacs because they're going to get paid tens of millions of dollars to be in this movie. Yeah. You know, anybody would do it, but we're not getting paid millions of dollars for the rest of us. Right. For the rest of us. Right. And they're they're not necessarily doing it in the most healthful way either. So the base point is if your goal is to be healthy, Mm -hmm. then you know, having excess body fat is not helping you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if you make the decision you want to do this, then you've got to get past this major sabotage that's happening through social media, through political correctness, through all of this stuff. And you just got to say enough of that. I'm living my life. I'm doing my thing. And you do your thing. And don't fall for it. Because if you're the victim, you can't be the hero. That's right. I think that we all have our own stories. The only person we're really accountable to is ourselves. And so if we have a health condition that we need support from, we go to our doctor, we get the information, we can hire a trainer, like you said, or figure it out online. We just need to take our own steps to be the healthiest that we could be. And I guess I just want to circle it all back to being healthy again, because, you know, looks again, to me are pretty irrelevant as well. 
I'm not interested in super skinny or super overweight. It's what's inside that really matters. You know, we all have to pay attention to what the doctors are telling us about our own health, whether it's a heart condition, respiratory problems, high cholesterol, stress. I mean, what's going on inside is the most important part. And if you were ready to take that step to improve your health, then you should be able to do it without the consequences of somebody raining on your parade. Yeah, but I I guess I just break it down to saying, you know, if someone came to me and said, hey, Alan, you probably need to lose some weight. (laughs) Um, I I would, I would, Mm -hmm. I would take that as good advice. I would take that right now and say, yeah, I look at, and I say, Mm -hmm. you know, you're probably right. If there's, I'm carrying more body fat than I probably should right now. Um, and you're right. If a doctor told me that I'd say, yes, doctor, you're right. Here's what I'm doing about it. Uh, if my wife told me about it, I'd say, yes, Mm -hmm. honey, you're absolutely right. This is what I'm doing about it. If my best friend did it, I'd say, yeah, Frank, you're absolutely right. Uh, this is what I'm doing about it. If my personal mm-hmm. trainer said it, I'd say, you're absolutely right. I'm busting my butt in the gym, aren't I? Yes. And this is what I'm doing about it nutritionally. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, and quite literally, I would own my mission. I would own my body. I would own my own belief system in myself. Mm-hmm. And I would not be looking to others for validation of who I am. I know how hard mm-hmm. I'm going to work. I know how hard I can work. I know what I'm capable of. And carrying an extra bit of body fat doesn't define me, but it's sort of the idea uh, like we right. were talking earlier. So let's say you have a car and it requires four tires, maybe a fifth if you want to have a spare. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, mm-hmm. you've got 15 tires and 10 of them are all strewn mm-hmm. around your yard. People are going to notice mm-hmm. those extra 10 tires strewn mm-hmm. along your yard. So at the very least, mm-hmm. pick them up and collect them somewhere. You leave them out there and people see it, they're likely may say something. So if you need to lose weight, if they say something, it's just, again, they're less likely to say it now than they were 15, 20 years ago, because True. there's more people like you than there are like them. If there's, they're thin, 75% of mm-hmm. people over the age of 40 are overweight or obese. It's 75%. Mm-hmm. So that's the majority of us. The majority of us are overweight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so you're in the majority. You're more normal than anything else. But that doesn't mean that the pendulum needs to say that that's the new normal. When it's not healthy, it's not healthy. You have to do something about it. If it's shortening your life, you have to do something mm -hmm. about it. Well, that's what we do know. We do know that having the extra weight gives us a higher risk for other health problems, whether it's down the immediate or down the line. But all cause mortality. All that's cause right, mortality. All, it, you all know, cause but, mortality. That's right. Uh, you're going to die you sooner. Said, you're going to die sooner. Mm-hmm. On average, mm-hmm. you're going to die sooner because you're carrying the extra body fat. Right. But you made a good point too, that there's very few people that can look you in the eye and tell you, you're overweight and you need to do something about it. And I, like I said, I can count on one hand, the number of people who I'm willing to listen to. <laughs> right. But <laughs> and, and even, if it, even if it upsets you, I mean, because mm-hmm. again, you know, do but those I, are the people that love you sometimes, right? sometimes, but I've, I've had, I've had people come up and say, you know, well, you don't look like my personal trainer. And I'm like, okay, well, who is your personal trainer? And I, you know, you start looking up who this guy is or gal is and you're like, Oh, so this person was a professional athlete and, you know, basically uh, Olympian and da, 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 da. And you're like, they never had a weight problem in their entire life. 
And I'm like, well, great, great. They've never had a weight problem. They've always had a six pack. They've always looked that way. And I'm like, and they're also mm-hmm. not 57 years old. But that all that all said, mm-hmm. you know, if that's your trainer, that's great. Do I have to look like that trainer? No. Am, am I going to be that kind of influencer on um, oh, no. social media where I'm showing you guys six pack abs and running around Instagram like I'm something special? No. What I do is I coach for health. I coach for health. I coach for wellness. I coach for happiness. I want you to find the life balance where you know you're where you're supposed to be. And the messaging that I see out there is that we're never where we're supposed to be. And that's just not true. Mm. If we're in the mission and we're doing the thing, do the thing. Just do the thing. Be the Mm -hmm. hero. Victims yeah. are victims. They stay victims, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you are happy and ha- healthy that way. And you feel good and you want to be the victim. And you're like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to, you know, basically eat dessert every day for lunch, dinner, because you're a grown adult. You can do that. You can literally go to the store right now and buy it. <laughs> That's eat right. every bit of it right now. <laughs> Nobody will stop you. They won't even sit there. Mm-hmm. When you go through the cash register, she won't even acknowledge. She'll just, you know, no. you go out and sit in, the, in your car and eat the whole cake. You can do that. You can absolutely do that. I don't think that's what people want to do, though. They think they want something, but yeah. then there's this messaging that's out there. And I'm like, you just got to turn that off. You just got to say, mm-hmm. okay, that's just not me. That's mm-hmm. a message. Maybe someone needs to hear that and feel good. But that's mm-hmm. not my message. My message to myself and to the people around me is you deserve to be healthy. Yes. You deserve to feel good in your own skin. You deserve to have energy mm-hmm. and life and vitality and to live every moment like it's this wonderful thing. And and that's what I want you to have. And and so I just see this messaging and I'm like, it's screwed up. <laughs> it's just screwed up. And you got to stop. You got <laughs> to just yeah. stop, you know, and you're not winning a battle by agreeing with it and being politically correct because they say, well, this is politically correct. You're being politically incorrect. You're fat shaming because you're trying to lose weight. If I'm shaming anybody, I'm shaming myself, you know, <laughs> but I'm not shaming you. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with you. And I think that's where the messaging just really upsets me. And I'm sorry that if I get a little bit frustrated with all this stuff, but the base reality of it is <laughs> sure you deserve this you deserve health and happiness and the only way you're going to yes. get there is to be your own hero and not the victim that sounds great alan i did want to make sure that we brought this back to health and that's the bottom line is that it's important that you do what it takes to take good care of your health so that you can live a long happy healthful life Absolutely. All right. Well, I probably lost all our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that was an interesting discussion, but yeah, Yeah. that was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But again, I didn't mean to upset anybody or frustrate anybody. You know, it's in you to do it. I believe in you and I want you to believe in yourself. And that's really where this was coming Mm -hmm. from. And I'm sure I upset a couple of people. And if I did, you know, comment, tell me why I'm wrong, but you know, Right now, I just feel like there's this pull and it's pulling in the wrong direction and there's saboteurs. It's just another version of saboteurs and it's something you got to fight. Right, right. All right. Well, Raz, I'll talk to you next week. Take care, Alan. You too. Next time on the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we meet Gabrielle O'Hare and discuss her book, 
why women over 40 can't lose weight. Until then, have a happy and healthy week.